Hello, hello, how are I? How are you getting on? Are you well? Are you well? You can speak to me legally. You can talk to me if you like. You have to tell me if you're all right. Um, you well? Well, I'm going to interrupt you to say I'm in my fucking car again. That's right, I'm recording live from my car. We couldn't get the young flat into crash, and it really fucked up my day, and my life is a mess. I couldn't find the time, so I'm in the car not drinking wine. I'm in my fucking car again. Uh, in the car, throws your throws your whole life out of whack when someone surprises you and says you actually have to be a, the parent during the day. I'm like, I do that on Saturdays. What's going on? This is crazy. So um, anyway, no, I love it. I do love it. But, you know, what am I going to tell? I'm going to tell uh, you. Sorry, I was too busy staring into my son's beautiful blue eyes, his big eyelashes. He looks like a fucking cartoon cow. Right. And not the laughing cow. I'm not attracted to him in that way. But like, you know, like a big day, you know, Daisy the cow, you know, the kind of cow, kind of like Daisy Duck. You look, my young fellow looks like Daisy Duck, Um, uh, which, you know, you should probably, you probably remember. I don't fancy. <coughs> oh, I was talking about that. Anyway, look, how are you doing? You well? How's uh, how's your summer been treating you? Huh? Get a few little, uh, you get these little sun-kissed little freckles. Ah, I wouldn't mind giving them a little kiss. Uh, you're, you wouldn't mind giving your little sun kiss. All right. Is that weird? Is that corny? Is that corny? What, would be cancelled for offering to give another man a kiss on his forehead because it's was sun-kissed? Kiss it better? Um, ah, this is too close to me talking about in earnest about me loving my son, and now I'm talking all. I'm going to move on, and I'll come back to being a creepy weirdo in a minute. But, um, yeah, I'm in the car. Um, <laughs> that's the height. Brought the bottles out. I was doing the bottles. I told my wife, hey, girl, hey, baby, don't worry. Yeah, I'll be back later. I'm doing the bottles. Little does she know the bottles are the name of the two broads I've been seeing on the side. They're the two bottle sisters. These two girls, oh my God, they got a big long fucking neck. And the labels these guys have on, shum on. <laughs> and the labels these broads to be having around their tummies, oh, shum on. And the caps they got on their heads. Um, ah, look, I wouldn't, you know, I, I tell you, I would never make love to a bottle. Right, I feel like I'm going into pure material here, but I don't have that prepared. No, I have you ever peed in a bottle? Uh, Pepsi wide mouth. Who are you asking? I think Kevin McGarren made that joke. I think he made that joke, but a wide mouth bottle. Anyway, um, someone did. Anyway, um, uh, when I pee, when you pee into a bottle, it's happened once. Um, it peed out all of not much to be fair, uh, of the air out of the bottle and a little. Give a little, not a nice suction on my bottle. And then guess what? I got a bottle dangling from between my legs. Yeah? Because that's what happens when you pee directly into a bottle. That's why you have to have a little courtesy, little space between your schlong and the wide, 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 wide neck of the bottle. More like a kind of a Julux Julux, uh, bucket. More my kind of thing. Obscenely wide. (laughs) Oh, God. Look, I got it chode, guys. Um... No, but I'm... What am I doing? What was I saying I was doing? Yeah, I'm in the car. What have I moved on for something else? Yeah, peeing in a bottle. Gorgeous cows. Ah, whatever. No, I'm... Um, yeah, that's all. That's all I have to say. No, I'm out here. I'm outside the pub. Look like I'm cruising for an absolute bruising. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I, I didn't... I Look, I'm... Listen. Look, listen, live. I am in the process of shaping up the podcast... <laughs> I always feel, what do I feel like when I give an update on the podcast? I feel like I'm talking to my assistant principal and I've lost my shorts for the day. You like all this. You love it. You love the chaos, right? So I'm not here pandering to you, right? Uh, Pander eyes. Remember that? It was like a Nivea thing for your eyes. For Do you want to do away with pander eyes? Pander eyes? Who says that? Here, I, I, I pander to the eyes of my son because he's absolutely gorgeous. Um... Anyway, no, look, uh, the update is um, I'm in the process of getting it, <laughs> I said this all the time, more professionally done. It's not going to take away the spontaneity or the chaos or me recording these in my fucking car again. But it will mean that the, there'll be more <laughs> topics and it'll be less seat of my pants kind of stuff, okay? Um, speaking of seat of my pants, oh my, oh, oh, Shamon. 
I almost turned into Michael Jackson going tee-hee when I was watching the Liverpool game, man. Oh, my God. When, and then on the other one with Villa and Man City, man. Well, look, fair, fair, fair folks to Man City. <laughs> See, this is how much of a fair weather uh, Liverpool fan. They turned it around. You thought they were going to lose and they got three goals in 20 minutes. Like, I'm not blind. I'm not fucking blind to that being an achievement. Liverpool fa- Lord, are you fucking? What are you fucking saying? That's what they're saying to me now. But whatever, you know, I move on fairly quick. I'm Teflon, baby. I'm Teflon. I really wanted them to win. And hopefully we win against the Royal Madrids. And honk, 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 honk. We're going, uh, and you know, uh, big, big, big sporting weekend. Big sporting weekend. The wife wants to see the Leinster uh, match. I said, I said, if I wanted to see Wenst, uh, fucking hang on. If um, I wanted to see Leinster go to lose, I oh, should have watched last week's game. There again, I make that joke every week um, that my wife's watching rugby. And I'm like, um, I wonder if they're going to win or they're going to lose. It doesn't really make sense. But you shouldn't be having a team called lose. And then the verb of it, you know. The verb too, you know. Um, <laughs> so big, big sportsing weekend in a cancel, cancelled household. Um, Tony cancelled. Hold me closer, Tony's cancelled. I thought of a good song. What was the song I was singing today? Yeah, yeah, here's one for you, right? Um, I was singing this because my jeans... Um, now, I haven't lost weight. Uh, this, these jeans are actually now so tight that they're sliding down my arse because I, I have a famously sloped hoop and they were sloping down my arse, right? I don't really have much of a rounded out bottom of my bottom, right? So anyway, you don't need to, so they were sliding down because they're now too tight, right? And uh, I was singing because it was like, I was like, it reminds me of when I used to wear like jeans as a rocker, big baggy jeans. So I was singing this, I was singing, my arse is low, <laughs> my arse is so low, as only a rocker's arse can know, you know, there's a chorus as well, only a rocker, only a rocker, as only a rocker's arse in jeans. So, is that any good? Was it worth me doing the extra bit? You know, reminds me of that time, I still can't, I still remember my dad and my stepmom were talking about that song, that that Katya. No, no, the Moocha. What was her name? Katya Moocha? You're one from the Sugar Babies. You know, um, she had that song, you know, it, may, it ain't over till it's over. She had like a version of that. And they were like, oh, I wonder what's, that, what's the song. I've already mentioned this in the podcast maybe like three years ago. But then my stepmom was like, oh, I wonder what song, what's the sample of that song. And I was like, oh, I think it's that Lenny Kravitz song. Many tears I cry, so much pain inside. And I'm still singing. Baby, it ain't over till it's over. <laughs> and I sang too much of it, you know. And they're like, ah. And then they got it after the first bit of the song. You know, oh, I remember Lenny, it could have been Lenny Kravitz, you know. But it went full falsetto when I was singing for like three minutes. No, I felt like three minutes, but 30 seconds. Too long. Too lose. Um... So anyway, listen. Look, listen, live. I've asked you, thank God for you, um, put the feelers out, guys. And I asked you guys um, to send me in some um, some questions, some topics. Got one in here off the top of the dome. Luncheon roll. <laughs> Luncheon roll, says DOC11. Um, and um, funny you say this one now. I thought, right, I thought... I am a big fan of mortadella. Mortadella is mechanically recovered meat mashed into a paste. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's kind of like posh billy roll, right? And um, so I thought I thought that if you went, I thought, I went into uh, Aldi, right? We had a young fella's birthday there, right? We had a young fella's birthday in the park. And we got all the stuff in Aldi because my very, um, very good friend, best friend, Amy Huberman, um, gave me a, an Aldi gift card for doing her podcast, right? Because we're very good, very close friends. Uh, her and Brian. Um, actually, I wonder if I might invite, might invite him to the match. He, he might have plans, so but I might invite him to see if he wants to see the match with Leinster and whoever they're not playing. Toulouse, not Toulouse. Um, I might ask him, actually, who's playing. Amy, will you ask your fella who's playing, actually? Uh, my best friend. <laughs> no, he's my best friend. Brian O'Driscoll. He's my best, per- best personal uh, friend. Um, 
Anyway, he um, no, he didn't do anything. <laughs> so I went to Aldi to get all the grub because I thought I'll be really smart about this and I'll go into um, Aldi to get all the grub. Right, still ended up spending seventy quid in Mister Price, which is another fucking story. Oh, yeah, you go into Mister Price, you think it's the pound shop. Let me tell you, hey, hey, reader, it wasn't. I went to Mr. Price thinking it was a pound shop, just because you have that uh, Mr. Skin-looking fucker outside. You know the guy? Your man who looks like he's on some like, chill, they want Ibiza anthems. Your man outside Mr. Price, you know your man? You expect him to be on some compilation with that song. In this morning, I can sing in the silence. You know. <clears throat> anyway, maybe this, maybe you don't get what I'm talking about. <laughs> Impossible. That's not very possible. Um. Anyway, I um went to Mr. No, anyway, I went to Aldi. <clears throat> And uh, I normally shop in Lidl, if you must know. Um, and I also do the voice. <laughs> Look, I also you might have seen me as the ro- as the, the the voice of the Dublin slice pan from the Lidl ads. You know, um, a little bit of Tony in your hands. That's something I offered them to put at the end of it. But they were like, they, could, they couldn't get the, the fucking cowards couldn't get the right model number five. I said, can you just put in? Like I know I'm doing this kind of like um, <laughs> I know I'm doing this. What's the name? Fucking what's his name? Ronnie Drew, bit right? How are you fucking a bit of slice pan? I'm a bit, of, I'm a bit of bread, right? Whatever shit I'm doing, right? And I said, and oh, look, here's another one. You can have this one for free. <clears throat> I said, how about this? And how about I throw in a little bit of Tony in your hands? Hmm. Um. And the fucking cowards were like, ah, I don't know if we the state of Lubeg is apparently fucking highly litigious. <laughs> and they said to me, No. What was I saying? So I was in Aldi. I don't normally go to Aldi. I normally go to Lidl. And as I told you, every time I go in there, I'm putting something in the, in the trolley. And I'm saying to Derry, a little bit of luncheon meat in the trolley. A little bit of bread in as well. A little bit of orange juice, too much sugar. We don't drink a lot of orange juice since I saw how much sugar was in it. Anyway, um, I was in Aldi. Anyway, shite middle section, I have to say. Well, not shite. It just didn't have what exactly what I was looking for, which was two massive... Shells, you know, they have the shells, kids' shells, you know, and not for bras like Ariel, get your mind out of the gutter. I'm talking about shells that you put like the sand in one side and the water in the other because we were at another birthday party. Uh, shout out to my man Rowan, right? We were at his birthday party and he had the shell in a, in his, for his birthday, right? Um, So we were looking for that and I was looking for it in Aldi and they didn't have it, right? Very tempted, uh, I was very tempted to buy a egg-shaped chair for an outdoor space, which we don't have. But again, I had money to burn with this voucher in my pocket. Did I say how much it was? I hope I didn't. I really hope I didn't say how much the voucher was for. Um. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, yeah, so I was in there and I saw there was some luncheon roll, right? Luncheon roll, right? Luncheon meat. And um, what's that from? What's that? I made it up. See, <clears throat> sometimes I'm not quoting movies. Sometimes I'm just doing bits. Sometimes I'm doing bits that sound so good they should be in a movie. That's a new, that there should be a German word for doing a bit so good that people think, what's that from? And you're like, no, I made it up. Hmm. The smugness that comes from making up a bit. Anyway, so I saw some luncheon meat, right? Again, it's not from man. There's no characters ever said that. There's no Jim Henson character. No one said that in the fucking labyrinth. Around like that. Anyway, uh, I got the luncheon roll. Turns out there is a difference between luncheon roll, um, Billy roll, and mortadelle. Mortadella. So there you are. <laughs> that's what I found out I found out it wasn't very good but there was loads of it and I couldn't stop eating it Carla Carla I couldn't stop fucking eating it <laughs> that's an impression of someone talking to my mom there um okay um let's see decaying with the boys scaldy festival stories perchance says decaying with the boys um drank petrol once wouldn't recommend it our first festival we went to Oxygen and um we were on the way down Cousin Omar drives a car. Maybe you heard of it. Four wheels. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's always been the youngest, biggest swinging dick of the crew, right? Um, sort of lad. Now, of course, he's my my mom's, you know, um, nephew. So, you know, he wouldn't be like flirting with my mom or anything like that. But he'd be the sort of come in, like, 17, 18, swinging the car keys, being like, ah, oh, would you fucking stop, Carlo? Fucking hell, Jesus Christ, there's a young fella there. Like, you know, there's a young fella there, he might say. Whatever he might say. I don't know. But, you know, he's coming in with a different energy. He's viewed like a man. It's almost like he's come in and he's like, oh, this is a, this is a standing man, right? <laughs> they might say about him. And um, anyway, so he was driving down. We found out via text message, as was the style at the time, that there was no bottles allowed in a festival. We'd never heard the like. 
it was only cans. Because apparently bottles hurt people even when they're empty and cans don't. So on the way down, we were like, fuck, what are we going to do? I said, look, because I sometimes pull rank as the leader, <laughs> even though I have the stupidest ideas. And I said, oh, here's the rain. Oh, here we fucking go. Well, look, consider this a bit of an ASMR, as in, ah, shit, man, it's raining. Shouldn't be rain. Shouldn't be rain sound. Anyway, so I pulled rank as the dumbest, um, and I'm about eight hours older, no, three hours older than him, right? So I said, hey, Abe, what we need to do is we need to go to a petrol station, and we need to get one of those gas canisters, right? And while we're filling them, because we have to get petrol anyway. We'll get a couple of the gas canisters, and we'll pour all of the beer into the gas canisters, and we'll just drink it out of fucking gas canisters the whole time we're there. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a big spout in it. It's going to go flat, like now. <laughs> it's going to go flat, like now. So they had one free one, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, they had one that was like, you know, there, and they had one kind of above the till. And there was one in a box and one above the till. So I gave Omar the one in the box, right? And I was like, all right, give us the one there above the till. And she's like, you sure? Like, And I was like, ah, you'd be grand. Right? So then we got down there. We filled everything up. And we went in. And uh, we were going through the check or whatever. And they were like, what the fuck are you doing with these gas canisters? Are you insane? And I was like, nah. See, there's where we were wrong. We poured our beer in there. And we're like, what? Why? Like, just disappointed with us. And I said, because I had a brilliant idea. Because you fucking Clims wouldn't let glass bottles in. Of course I was going to bring all 24 of them home. <laughs> I'm 20. You know, of course I was going to do that. As well as my tent and not burn it, right? We didn't burn it. Uh, I did see that happening. Anyway, so we had these gas canisters and they were like, so they were like, but they're like, but it, it smells like petrol. And I'm like, well, where do you think we bought them? Duh, where do you think we bought them, right? And then she goes, all right, we'll open it. And then I, as I'm unscrewing the top, it just goes, poo, poo. Just it just flies off like boom into the sky. Couldn't find it again, and I was like, mm, "That's weird." And um, she's like, "That smells exactly like gas." And I'm like, "Baby, hey, don't you worry about that. Look, I'm gonna prove to you right now it's not gas." And I drank it, and I realized there was gas in there. Was still gas? Gas? Who the fuck am I talking about? Petrol. There was petrol in it, right? Gas canisters. You don't say petrol canisters. That's where it confused me. I'm not American. Anyway, so I drank petrol. And I was every time I burped, I was burping petrol. And every time I lit up a cigarette, lads were like, "You're going to blow up." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I guess I had a good time. Maybe I can singe off this awful Ronnie that I'm trying to grow." There's, I remember pictures of it. it was an awful Ronnie, awful thing. So that was maybe one of the scaldiest. Uh, this was scaldiest, and I'm willing to tell you anyway. You know, um, what else did it? You know, something mad. I mean, it was just mad. You know, there was mad, mad things. There was mad times. There was mad times at festivals. Anyway, um, Theo Cole says, do you ever play Pogs? Brother, I invented Pogs. Well, no, and I'm not very good at Pogs. And then everyone was like, hey, we're playing Slammers only. Slammers only. We're playing Slammers. And I'm like, I don't want to play Slammers. Actually, Slammers are expensive, right? I'm actually more into the collecting Pogs. I would, I would get into a hobby, right? And then I would try and figure out how I'm not fully into the way everyone else is viewing the hobby. So, like, rollerblading, I couldn't do that trick that you kind of stand sideways. You know, you stand sideways like Charlie Chaplin, people go around in circles, right? I couldn't do that. So I decided, you know what? I actually use rollerblades just for transport, so. I actually use them just for transport. <laughs> That's what you used to tell people. Actually, I find the tricks uh, a little bit passe, right? I actually do just for transport, right? Um, and then similarly, pogs, I was like, I actually just collect pogs because I'm shy of pogs. I would always try and flip them like tiddlywinks, you know, little tiddlywinks. Chinese checkers, is that what it's called? Is that the same game? Tiddlywinks, right? I try and like get a little clip underneath. And they were like, you can't do that! No tiddlywinks, right? Right? So I was not very good. But I tell you, my Auntie Colette, um, my mom's friend, Colette. Weirdly, we don't call her Auntie Colette. But he's always been my mom's very good friend, Colette. She went to Florida, okay? She went to America, maybe you heard of it, in 1996, Okay? Um, and she came back from Disneyland with, which was such a big present for us, right? I'm getting no one anything ever. I'm an asshole, right? I've never had more stuff delivered to my fucking house, and I'm like a fucking Grinch schmaug. I need to be getting better gifts for people, right? Anyway, she got us these two Apollo 13 rockets, because Apollo 13 was in the cinema, right? And it was those of NASA pogs, and all the pogs fit into the actual... People had their little tubes, 
right? We had, me and my brother had these two Apollo 13 tubes with all the pogs in there. So, so pogs, maybe you heard of them, all right? And then you had the classic pogs, the hairy fucker, a big stinky caveman-looking guy, right? He was on them as well. I don't remember any of the actual good pogs. I think of all the kind of things that we were into... Weirdly, Premier Leagues were the one that stuck for me, even though that's so off-brand for me. Um, I mean, I've kind of weirdly positioned myself as a football fan with the footy chance, and then going to Liverpool that time Coca-Cola sent me, and then talking about it, and then talking about this all the time on the podcast. Tell you who is fucking, who's, who's in that vertical now, my bloody brother who's gone viral on TikTok. He's got two and a half million views for his hilarious scathing commentary of Martin Tyler. Even though he doesn't mind Martin Tyler, but he does some very good parodies of Martin Tyler trying to um, deal with very various things while call a match. Um, and he's very good. Andy Catwell on TikTok. you got to check him out. Uh, Andy Canvids on, uh, on Instagram. Um, so I'll have to have him on the pod to talk sports. Talk some sport. Boost my numbers for a change. Um... Mr. Tierno says, get a P.O. box and get people to send you random stuff. That sounds like a brilliant idea. So, guess what I'm doing? Um, how come you won't say how fuckable uh, I am as a cat? Says this person. What? Show me some pictures. Any pictures of you as a cat? Oh, yeah, that was ages ago. That was two years ago, bro. And you don't look good. Um, that's bad girl Roro. Ronan? You don't look good as a cat. And by the way, bro, I'm into cartoon cats. That's just your face photoshopped over your cat. I'm not into it. It was two years ago, bro. You don't need to let these things slide. Um, Ryan Trainer says, the weirdest place you've taken a shit. I once, um, I once uh, took a shit in, um, do you know the little in Stevens Green? No, hang on. Sorry, I tell a lie. I tell a lie. It was my greatest shame. Um, I once took a... Sh- I tried to take... We were in doing a scavenger hunt. And I tried to take a shit in the wooded... The very small wooded area of Stevens Green Park. Um, beside the statue of your man who got his head cut off like Jebediah Springfield. I don't even know who the fucker is. I just know he had his head cut off. Um, beside there... But I had the stage fright. And I couldn't get the poo out. And we also wasted half an hour because I said I could do it. Wasted half an hour of a scavenger hunt. Now, we probably should have been a bit more economic with the time, and someone else should have run off and done something while they were waiting for me to do the shit. But Omar just called it. He's like, you're not doing the shit. I'm like, I'm not doing the shit. So I couldn't shit then. So then another time, it was in my mate's gaff, and we were he had this kind of fire. And I've told you this before. I actually think I've been asked this question before, and I shit on a log, and I put that in the fire. All right? And weird, weirdly, didn't smell... Didn't smell at all. So, uh, myth busted. Does shit smell? No, when it's on fire. Maybe it does. Um, let's see here. Do you ever get bouts of the old imposter syndrome? Says Declan McGee. Oh, big time, man. Big time. But I've had to realize within myself that I don't know myself. In fact, I saw Justine Stafford had a great bit of advice uh, posted in a story recently. Um Someone said, why don't you just wait until someone tells you you're an imposter? <laughs> Which is, that was great advice. Just keep going until someone calls you out. And be, like, it's just acknowledge that you are, you know, and then just keep getting away with it, you know? But yeah, I had, I never had it so bad that I would, um, that I would stop, it would stop me from doing anything, you know? I've always been more of a chancer, um, and I've always known I was a chancer, and I'll chance it, you know? <laughs> I am a chancer. Uh, but I'm a stronger chancer than I am uh, an imposter. But, um, yeah, I get it all the time. But I think that was, you know, great advice. Any situation. Any, I think I'm also just, like, a fan of people, you know? Um, and so I'm always like, oh, no, that's how you do it. I say that to myself, like, 20 times a day when I see, like, Killian Sunderman put a video out, you know? Or I see Michael Fry do a live um, bit of musical parody, you know? Or, you know, when I was gigging with Shane, you know? Or Peter McGann's fucking characters that he's been doing recently. I'm like, oh, that's how you do it, you know? And because I didn't actually specify Shane's, um, he's just a brilliant stand-up. And I'm like, oh, that's how you actually tell a joke. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah, all the time. Um, but I like just to be a bit of a blend of all the boys, you know? I'm not looking to be the best. Apart from when it comes to the Eurovision and I lose. 
Um, people are asking about my opinions on the Eurovision. I did talk about it on my Patreon. I'm so sorry you missed it, but let me tell you this. I think Sweden's song was uh, the best song of the night. I uh, think it's the best one in the top five best pop choruses of the last five years. I established already on that Patreon episode. Really good episode. You want to check it out? Um, that Robin's Dancing on My Own. Pillow Talk. Uh, Bad Romance by Gaga. And uh, Sexual by Naked. Those are the five best courses of the last, um, I think, maybe even 13 years. Maybe I keep saying 15, but I think it's in the last 13 years. Um, David Bullshit. Now, hang on. Um, I'm going to continue just on that, uh, the the Eurovision thing. Yeah, I I, I thought that that Ro- Romania song. Um, Hola, mi bebe, be. Hola, mi bebe, be. Yamame, yamame. Yamame, yamame. I sing it to Terry all the time, even if it's just, you know. There's a bit of silence. I'm like, hold on me, baby. And I thought that was brilliant. Like an actual fucking bop. And the most cutely, cutely confident performance I've ever seen on a stage was the fella. He was an adorable little fella. And he looked real shy, but he looked like, hey, I'm just doing this for the lols. It was brilliant. Um, And what else? I also thought, um, I also, I follow your man, Sam Ryder. Um, I was very surprised to see his big mouth. Um, uh, for the UK, uh, I liked that tone for the UK. It was kind of a big Eurovision cap in hand, being like, "Here's something weird for you," you know. And I liked that, and I think it was well, well respected and well responded to. Um, Brooke Scullion, I think, is a wonderful um singer, and I think she's a wonderful performer. I just think that we don't have the capability to perform pop on a global level at the moment. Sweden and um, Spain, like Spain with that Chanel song, Slow Mo, that was absolutely fucking incredible. They brought in a Cuban. They brought in a Cuban who is like a fucking Tony nominee who's been in every live show. Like Brooke Scullion is good, is a good act, and I'll fucking uh, tear the roof off the academy. Do you know what I mean? But on the global stage, and don't mean any disrespect for her, and don't be fucking sending this to her. Dublin's a small place, Ireland's a small place, and I should be fucking Northern Ireland or whatever. Uh, but don't be sending this to her. <laughs> I think I think she's great, but I actually just don't think we can perform pop that well on the global stage. And I think we need to be dipping into stuff like the trad or rap or anything, anything that you see pumping up on your updated Breath of Fresh Era playlist on Spotify. Like we have to just think a little bit outside the box and be a bit different. If we're not going to win, can we not at least put something there? And not the gimmicky where we're taking the piss out of it like Dustin. Like, Dustin, was a, that was a bad that, that was a bad show. We can all agree that was a bad show, right? No one was really on board because you're taking the piss out of Eurovision, you know? It was not met with any kind of, like, revelry. And especially having two fucking... Anyway, look, I think having something a bit classical, having something a bit traddy, having a bit of rap, having something weird, having something weird and electro, and not, like, trying to sound like it's the weekend... Stop. Can everyone stop doing 80s tracks and having them sound like it's the weekend? Let's send, like, the fucking voice. Do another Emer Quinn on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I do, do, we cannot be sent. And that selection, and everyone's like, oh, that's the selection now. It'll be on the late, late, and everyone gets to say, though, you know, I think there needs to be more. Like, you know, I'm hearing people get their songs denied for selection. I've heard that from a few people who've sent songs in, right? Listen to the Bureau de Change. Listen to Adam Shanahan's bangers that he did for me and Fanula. Don't tell me that that isn't in the top six <laughs> songs. Mine probably isn't. Fanula's is. Speaking of which, the Bureau de Change songs are available online. Go to Bureau de Change Song Contest on Bandcamp, and you can pay whatever you want, and all the money is going to Ukraine for the Scoop Foundation uh, in, in Ukraine for their work there. So please do give that. And it has a recommended price of one quid, and it has a recommended price of eight quid for all the songs, but you can give whatever you want. And you get all those tracks, and then you get to give to Ukraine with 100% of the proceeds going to Ukraine uh, for Scoop. So do check out all those tracks that are up now. Um, I'll actually put a link in the notes here. Um, anyway, uh, what was I saying? Um, oh, by the way, this podcast is sponsored by the Dublin, <laughs> the Dublin or Irish Whiskey. Um, they got some they got some tasty things coming out. I can't tell you about it right now, but they have a secret new flavor that's about to be revealed, and I tell you. Blew the fucking head off me in the best way possible. Um, it's the DLD.com. That's the Dubliner, baby. And the Dubliner were very proud sponsors of the Bureau de Jean Song Contest. That's the sort of cool stuff they do as a cool radical brand. 
when Michael Fry and Killian Sunderman had their gig, they had it in the distillery there. Look, they're just cool. They're cool. They're cool adjacent. They're cool people. And they hang out with cool people. And they make a tasty-ass whiskey. Go to the DLD.com. They're also available in Duns. So you can go to Duns and they'll buy it straight off the shelf. Um, and do check out their lovely establishment, their lovely distillery there in the heart of the Liberties. Um, so yeah, those, those are my thoughts. I talked about too much there on the on the Eurovision, but that's my thoughts. Um, where it was. David Boucher says, I'd love to see you cover some favorite comics or stuff that you've read lately. I'm so glad you asked me this question, David Boucher, because um, at the moment I'm trying to get to grips with what the current situation is in Marvel Comics, like where we are now since essentially Grant Morrison's new X-Men, um, you know, in about 2000, like 2002, 2003. Um, and then I read, I just finished, say what you will about his um, abuses towards women, but Joss Whedon does, it's a fucking, it's, it's a very, it's a very good X-Men comic, his astonishing X-Men. It's a very good comic. It's, it's, it's near perfect. It's it's got you know, I won't. Uh, I don't want to. It's one of the best things I've read. And I uh, he's an, uh, look. He's a monster. He uh, he recommend he recommended that the charisma fucking carpenter Cordelia from Buffy get an abortion to save her job. He's a monster in that respect. Um, you know, but um, he does weave a good mutant yarn. But I'm trying to read that next. I'm going to be reading Avengers Disassembled. I want to kind of get it, figure out. I haven't read House of M, where which is the effects of what happens with Wanda and stuff, and and which is kind of what where Doctor Strange is now. Um, I know people always ask my my thoughts on Doctor Strange. Um, which fucking outgrossed Batman? That just shows the power of the fucking Marvel machine. That Doctor Strange, ha ha ha! What a silly idea for a movie, the sequel to Doctor Strange. Right? Has outgrossed the gritty Batman that everyone's been looking for. Now, of course, um, Batman was released, you know, on HBO Max, you know, but it's going to be on Disney Plus, like Doctor Strange will be in a, in a matter of months, you know. Um, I enjoyed it again. I did talk about it on my Patreon. Sorry about that. Um, and I don't really want to do spoilers here about that, but I'm sure it'll come up again. Um, I'll maybe do like a current state affairs where we get the kind of the, this Marvel phase out. I'll probably look at doing a kind of uh, a phase by phase um, series at some point and talk about them. Um, and my brother has actually done all of the Marvel movies on his podcast. What's so great about it? So you can check them out. Um, but those, so the that astonishing X Men is probably one of my favorite comics I've read recently. Um, what else I've been reading? I'm reading the new the Star Wars. I'm reading Star Wars from the start. Well, like the 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 latest run that takes place in between the the original trilogy movies. They're really good. I've just been so out of habit. We're reading comics, and Marvel Unlimited has turned everything around. The original Thor run, the Walt Simonson Thor, I'd never read any Thor. It's it's like dense, textbooky kind of comics, which is not even that dense. But, like, it is crazy, the stuff that happens in the Walt Simonson Thor. You might recognize that's where, like, Beta Ray Bill comes into it. He's the weird kind of horsehead-looking Thor. And um, Frog Thor as well, which is probably one of the best episodes, one of the best, most interesting comics. And well, for a gimmick, where Thor turns into a frog and then leads a fucking frog uprising against rats, it's incredible. I think they're rats. I read a few months ago. Anyway, um, so Marvel Unlimited, I'm just loving on, on my tablet, and they're just reading comics. It's an absolute joy. And I'm so glad as well. And I know, look, I don't read a lot, right? I, I, I lose focus quite a lot. Uh, but I've actually been very good for like reading comics on my phone <laughs> rather than going on like social media or like just fucking around on TikTok. TikTok is getting me down big time, <laughs> boy. Um, well, I mean, I like like looking at funny stuff on it. But um, some of these fucking five minute crafts where people are making shit and there's no part two to the video. Someone's like pouring a load of thumbtacks out and then pouring resin on it to make a chair. And I'm like, where's part two? You know? And all like ah, it's a lot of shite. And mo- all these like motivational, uh, like all these like, motivational talks that aren't motivational. They're just playing that kind of motivational music, like this kind of thing. Like people saying shit like this. I, I actually watched a video with this playing, and this is what the guy was saying. When you see a girl and you know she slept a fuck around, you want a girl's not slept with anyone. You want a girl that you know when you go out with your boys. And they see this girl, 
They want her. But they've never been able to get her. And you have her. And she's not been with any. Like, I saw that shit. Some fucking moron saying that shit. You know? Well, you decide to pee. People say pee comes from the bladder. I say it comes from the boss. You need to decide where your piss is coming from and whether that's inside you or outside you dangling below your cock. You fucking shit people pose. You shouldn't be allowed. You should not be allowed. But there's no... You have to hand it to this generation, right? That that they have they have no shame. They have no cringe. They have no... And I know, hey, Taylor, Taylor Swift says, look, enjoy the cringe. You will cringe. But you have to hand it to them, right? They're sucking and fucking everyone, right? They do. They pull faces. They got little curly hair, you know. They play sports. They read comics. They do everything. They do it all. They 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 action man Sylvanian families. They do whatever the fuck they want. They act out their own soap operas on on TikTok on move the movies. They cry. They got little little earrings, little dangly earrings, you know. They uh, the, yeah. <laughs> it's mad. Anyway, back to the questions. Um, greatest WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania 17, is Misha Jack Norton. Uh, in fact, I have an entire podcast on it uh, on my Patreon. Uh, a lot of questions about farting. I do not fart, so I don't fart at all. Peter Linehan96 suggests, um, go through a list of old wives' tales and rate them from true to bollocks. Great fucking suggestion. Keen Foran says, why is your name Tony Har? Um, because I like the movie Rocky Horror, and I thought that sounded similar. And ever since I had to pick a name on the emo hardcore forums, uh, I went with Tony Horror because it was also kind of emo adjacent. I'm not a huge fan of horror films. Um, I, I like the good, the prestige horror films, like A24 ones and all that shit. Uh, not that I've seen a lot of them, um, but um, Terry doesn't like any kind of scares. <laughs> She's like, why would I welcome... I'm trying to fucking chill out here. Why would I want that in my life? Um, so, also, I like the... Um, your man, Tony Rocky Horror. Half black, half Samoan dude. Who Marcellus Wallace throws out of a... Something story. Fourth story building for... Apparently touching Marcia... Mar, Marce, Mar, what's the name of her? Uma, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman's feet. And... Um, yeah, John Travolta's like, Tony Rocky Horror, you know. And I thought Tony Rocky Horror sounded like a good name, and yeah, that's what happened. Um, okay, uh, Josh Gantley says, any funny crowd moments from the live shows? Um, well, there was, the, there, was the <laughs> there was that one at the Vicar Street show, Thurs- the Thursday Vicar Street show, if you were at that one. Um, which the other one has been postponed to the 17th? It's going to be a live podcast now, I've decided. Uh, 17th September. Uh, tickets still available. Um. Yeah, the Thursday night Vicar Street show. Um, someone I uh, made a joke about someone in the crowd because they had their bio, Instagram bio, written in Irish, and then when I poorly translated it back into English, it kind of sounded like the person was like a pedo. It said something like almost like you know, make the best of a young, you know, something like that. And I was like, oh, you're a pedo. Um, I was like, is this some pedo calling card? And then everyone started chanting pedo, and like. I think I, I talked about this in the pod already, but like they were chatting for like two minutes, like pedo, pedo, and then that became a running joke. Based on if I said anything, they'd be like pedo, and that was hard. That was hard to come back from. <laughs> well, the, the original chant of pedo, it was honestly, I, I, I describe it like it, it felt like it was on mushrooms because I felt like I don't know if I can control this. <laughs> it was like we were totally overwhelmed, but it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, Conical Flasks man says. Any experience with bidets? Don't knock it till you try it. Bum guns for life. As as you might know if you've seen my live show, I am a bidet advocate. Uh, I am very much hoping to get um, get a good jet stream uh, for my anus. Uh, there was one I used in Japan, and oh my god, it had little control. It, made, it almost had a camera. I actually wouldn't mind a camera, you know, because I actually like looking at my own arsehole, right? Um, I'm not ashamed, you know. I have a whole podcast about that as well. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Asshole shame, is that what that was called? Jesus. Anyway, um, so you get little wands that you're kind of like moving a little joystick, like um, like an Atari 2600, and you're kind of like moving it around, and, and that was a pure joy. So I'm all for bidets. Um, 
I'm, you know, I realize I didn't really understand it beforehand, but like you'd give it a good wash first in the toilet, and then you go for the bidet. You don't go straight over. You do not go straight over. You don't want to see anything in that bidet. You do not want to see anything in that bidet. Um, <laughs> you know. Anyway, um, a lot of people asking about the Amber Heard Johnny Depp case. Um, see if I have any funny takes on that. I think it's fucking gas. <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow in another fucking bind, doesn't he? Um, no, I think uh, I think it's just awful that we have to see it. Um, and you know, it's also awful that like everyone's mind is kind of made up. You know, they're two assholes. Like they're two assholes. You know, they're both horrible assholes to each other. You know, um, and they're both vic- they're both victims and they're both assholes. You know, shouldn't be together. And, um, you know, uh, Johnny Depp's career is on the out anyway, you know. But, like, of course it is. He's already said himself that he doesn't want to do any more Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And he's not going to, like, so he's never going to make that money again. So, what's he, you know, and he's and he's not doing the, the Harry Potter ones anymore. You know, he even booked that one, like, the second one, even after all the allegations came out. So that didn't affect his career, you know. Um... You know, so like I, I don't like. I think he's, he's, he's kind of, he's kind of past that. He's not a has been. He made, he makes incredible movies. Ed Wood is his best performance ever. Made fuck all money. Like it's not about making money. Like he's, he's a brilliant actor. Maybe he shouldn't go fucking sculling. You know, like ten grand bottles of wine around the gaff. You know, but she seems like a bit of a, a you know, she seems pretty fucked up, and she seems like she's, she's now kind of going back on this op-ed piece. You know, she totally owned it. She did totally. Um, like, it was abuse. It was abuse either way. But she did totally, like, you know, align herself uh, and publicly position herself a victim at the hands of Johnny Depp, which she probably was, but maybe not to the, uh, the actual domestic and sexual way. But maybe but maybe she did. I mean, maybe she did. Again, this is not... Now it's not even about getting to the truth. It's about who can actually sling more, more uh, shit at each other and not in the fire. It wouldn't smell. So they're slinging shit, you know? And no one's going to win, really, you know. And it's so unfortunate now that, like, you know, it just seems like as well just people have been waiting for Amber Heard to be like, it's almost like people have been waiting for a woman like Amber Heard to be like, see, we fucking told you, you know. People seem to be just, like, happy that she's that she's getting destroyed, you know. People seem to be happy that she's looking, like, they're memeing her and making her out to be just this complete, like, just liar who his entire her entire mission was hey guess what maybe some women are fucking crazy and and there is an actual bunny boiler and maybe we shouldn't believe all women like anything that you see in amber heard just takes more away from women like any kind of thing that you're trying to paint amber heard as is just kind of you're you're almost trying to be like add fuel to 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 use that against another woman you know what i mean like whether she did it or not and whether she deserves it or not the way people are talking about it is not going to help more women. It's going to hurt more women, I think. I mean, it is. I don't even think it will, you know. And Johnny Depp didn't really lose much. But, you know, like his fucking career's over. Like, it's fucking, you know. But um, still a very unfortunate relationship for the two of them, you know. And now it's just um, and how just... What one's going to be in debt of the other for a hundred million or fifty million to the other? Like just fucking leave, just leave each other, you know. Um. Anyway, so that's that's my thoughts on the ha 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 ha. So funny, so bloody funny. Um. Monkeypox. Ah, for. Uh. Hope I don't get it. Hope no one gets it. Hope it goes away. Hope people stop talking about it. Hope um hope Netflix gets better if we're gonna be locked up again. Cause it's not not great. I only Terry only I only leak I only keep it for Terry so she can watch her true crime bollocks. Um and else. Well how will we end this one? We'll end this one. Uh Dirt McGirt says the rise and fall of Lucas Eight Orange. I tell you, I'm very surprised now Lucas Eight have gone for a caffeine drink. They have been caffeine adjacent. It seems like there must have been someone there the whole time that was like, no, we're not putting caffeine in it. We're not putting caffeine in it. 
we're not we're not we're not doing that this is we're not worried we're not the kids drink this it's going to be glucose and then it's like hey guess what it's the same taste now with caffeine i don't know what happened there i'd love to know because it seemed like they were like a last bastion of not allowing still a kind of sports isotonic drink and all that stuff but they weren't fully going for the caffeine not that it was good for you not that any of it's good for you but um i'd love to know what happened how they broke it's not like they had a genius idea now just to put caffeine in. Or maybe caffeine's been made more readily available as a, you know, as a thing you can just put, put in a drink. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Shiv Brannigan says, if you had one herb or spice to use on every meal for the rest of your life, which Ninja Turtle would you be? I've always been a Michelangelo. I've always been a Michelangelo. Um, even though... You know, I am a very good leader. You know, you should see me in a room, see me at a fucking sales pitch. You see me at a sales pitch, I'm absolutely Leonardo vibes. Uh, I'm also quite smart. Um, so, you know, I do machines. I'm always, like, rigging shit. Like, if there's, like, a new, like, Amazon uh, little stick, whatever, that you have to, like, load a little dodgy box onto, I'll, I could do that for a friend. Um, I'm going to factory reset Terry's computer uh, over the weekend. So I kind of do machines. Uh, I'm cool but rude. Like, I'm cool, but also, like, sometimes it'd be, like, Give me a break. You know, say shit like that. Um, but I do also love pizza. And I'm like, oh, dude. Uh, I'm kind of a smarter. I'm kind of a mix of all, of all of them, really. So um, I'd have a black band. And I'd have, I'd be as cool as Raphael. Love to party like Michelangelo. Smart like Donnie, Donnie and uh, a leader. Like um, like Leo. Um, Callum Feeney asks, well, says... Early stages of doing creative stuff, working for free, etc. Finding that balance. Not a question. Where's the question, Mark? Where's the question, Callum? Um, no, I um early say so what like what is it what is it like? I didn't do I desperately wanted to be a creative. Don't ask me what I'm doing. A creative. I work in media, right? I just wanted to be a creative. Um and the weird thing is with being Ah, create with being creative, right? Is I found this out in a music class, right? I found this out in music, uh, in in IADT. Shout out Michael Murphy, right? He was teaching about music, and he was just te- going through bands that led on to other bands. You know, I think he started with like a reggae or something, Bob Marley, and then just bands that just stole, like just copied the style. You know, and a very interesting website that I always loved was All Music, AllMusic.com. And it would kind of give, it was kind of like Wikipedia for music, and it would have all the albums and big long reviews and everything forever. But on every artist, it would list like, um, you know, the acts that they were, you know, influenced by, and then who who they eventually then influenced. And it's always just fascinating to see, like you listen to these, like oh, that does sound exactly like that band, you know, you know, like um, like you see that scene in High Fidelity where he's talking about Green Day, kind of borrowing from um Stiff Little Fingers, that Belfast punk band. Um, you know, you're like, oh yeah, that is that kind of their style. You know, you listen to it and you see, you know. So I'm just saying, all ideas, all so all creativity is kind of looking at what you like and trying to replicate it, or trying different things of things that you've seen. So a hack for being able to get away with doing uh, to things for free and doing more creativity, uh, doing more creative things is a little life hack for your brain. Is if you really enjoy doing it and you really like it and it really resonates with you then you'll do it likely for free and you'll get really excited about it and you'll probably just look at it over and over again. You'd be happy to do it for free. You'd be happy to do a TikTok challenge where you do that one thing or a different version of that one thing, um, you know, 30 days on the trot. But it's very difficult to find that thing, whether it's you coming up with a font yourself, whether it's you coming up with, like, you know, um, you know, weird sketches that you do, whether it's, like, Andy doing his, you know, sketches about um, football commentary, you know? It's very weird. It's very hard just to find your thing. And you just and to find your thing, you just have to try a lot of things. But that's all part of it. That's all, you know, that's the joy of it. It's like, I'm just trying that. Oh, I didn't really resonate with that, but I liked that element. I liked that workflow. I liked using Photoshop, but not for that, you know? Little animations, whatever it is. But, like, it kind of, so look at the things that you like. Try and do them across, across all of them, across all the mediums. Maybe you like doodling. Maybe you'll actually just find doodling something that makes you really happy, you know? remember chatting to my buddy Nilo. You know, he comes from fucking hardcore bands, metal bands, you know, and um, and then just like found rap and found that, that was the most the truest way that he could get his voice, um, his, 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 his truth out to the world. You know, and he tried it. He tried loads of things, you know, 
And then he's like, no, actually just writing these lyrics and speaking them from the heart and finding the flow is the is his fucking truth. So, um, so I would try and just try a load of different things and then see what you like. And then the life hack is you'll probably do it for free if you love doing it. But I wouldn't put a, I wouldn't hinge a lot on trying something for the first time and then trying to make a career out of it. Like you see people making fucking t-shirts on TikTok and they're like, oh, we sell the, we sell this brand. You know, that's probably not their first thing they've ever done. And then you try and do like a doodle and you're like, oh, I'll try selling t-shirts. It's okay to be like, I don't know, this is not for me because there's a hundred thousand other things, you know. And you can know fairly soon, you know. If it's a bit challenging and you're like, I kind of like elements of this, but I don't like this, try and figure out whether it's like, no, I'm I'm going to clock fucking. That's well, you only know that as you get older. You're like, I'm easily going to put like three hours into this and it'd be not and be no better for it. You know, this just is not the thing that resonates with me. You know, I've realized recently that my writing style is I can't sit alone and write like type. I need to bounce ideas off people. And when I've been writing scripts, I've had to bounce ideas off people. And I can almost think of ideas if I have to make someone in the moment laugh or I have to make someone in the moment kind of go, oh, that's interesting. But I could never come up with that off the top of my head, just sitting there staring at a blank piece of paper. I, I can't do that, you know. Um, when I write podcast notes, I go for a walk and I talk to myself. So there's also different methods of trying to find stuff. And it's been like actually, you know, but just give yourself a break. I don't even know if you asked this. But I love talking about the creative process and I love acting as if I know what I'm talking about because I desperately wanted to be a creative. Um, anyway, look, thank you very much for listening to this pod. Again, I was a late sponsor, but the sponsor of this podcast is the Dublin Irish Whiskey, the DLD.com or in Dunn's. Um, and thank you very much for listening to this. I mentioned a couple of podcasts on this that you can listen over on Patreon. If you would, if you like this podcast, if you listening to this podcast has provided you enough joy that you thought you wouldn't mind throwing me a couple of quid, you can do that and get more podcasts. It's a win-win for everyone. Uh, and over on Patreon, I have a podcast where I think I listed 32 things I wish I knew before I was 32, um, which is a comprehensive list. I think someone asked me a question about things you know before 30. Uh, I also gave you my thoughts on Eurovision and top five courses, pop courses of the last 15 years. Um, I had another podcast of all the kind of great music finds that I had, retro tracks from Crate Digging that I'd done in 2021. And my thoughts on Doctor Strange are over there. Uh, I did a whole podcast where I debunked riddles and how stupid they are. Um, I sometimes just sort of spin a wheel and pick a random topic and then talk about what animals I like to fight. So a lot of fun over there. If you want, over on Patreon, there's a link in the bio. But look, thank you very much for listening to this pod, my very best friend. And you believe you me, this podcast is going to get a hell of a lot crazier, a hell of a lot funner because I got some big plans, baby. And I love you. Thanks for coming along with me. All the best. Bye-bye.